It is recording. It is. <laughs> Are you uh, sure? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It is recording this time. It's um, first day. And <laughs> it's like my eighth year doing something like this. <laughs> and honestly, like, I even did it back in, like, 2010, 2011. So, like, I've in some way, shape, or form, I've been a podcaster for, like, a decade now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're not staring at each other for a couple minutes while I don't hit the record button. Nope. Justin's making sure I hit the record button, which is probably caught at the beginning of this. So, guys, it is your Friends with Benefits Back this week, um, extra special episode, extra special lineup. Uh, Chris is on assignment, so also Chris is here to be your kind of like host with the most. Joining me, as always, when I'm doing a fill-in episode is dear friend Justin Stewart. Oh, hi. Hello. And coming at you from the Replay Rewind podcast, joining us this week is Rennie, a.k.a. Meat Wedge. Hi. And do you want to talk about your podcast for a second? Sure. Um, it's just a podcast about kids' movies from the 90s and before. And we just kind of, we pick a movie and try and remember everything about it. And then we go watch it and we come back and we're like, all right, here's what actually happened. And then we just give a little trivia about it, who was in it, where those kids are now, how much money it made, and that sort of thing. How many of those, like, when you're looking at the kids, how many times are you just like, oh, they're dead? Not very often. Okay, okay. Um, I think just the one time, actually. <laughs> just the one time. Uh-huh. But that was pretty bleak. Yeah. And, oh, before we really dive into things, as always, well, not as always, but as it's making its comeback, this week's drink is the Narragansett Best uh, Lager. We're going to dive into that and see how it is. It's better than that bland IPA that I was drinking last week. <laughs> so, uh, it's pretty good. Starting off right. Yeah. No, no complaints about it. And speaking of starting off right, before we dive into, you know, our multi-layered topic for the week, I want to talk about uh, Lexington Figure Fest. This is coming up Sunday. Justin, I know you're near and dear to Mr. Manager's heart, so we'll talk about the, the thing, because I know you've been working with Toy Vomit at the store, doing some artwork and yeah. laying out toys and... Yeah. Uh, Packing toys and <laughs> helping me move in giant shelves when it's 19 degrees outside. And Yes, thank you for that. Uh, Chris, uh, well, also Chris is, is also uh, very dear to the team at Toy Vomit. Uh, he helped us move furniture when we needed to. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this Sunday uh, in Lexington, Kentucky, on Southland Drive at the Olika Shrine Temple is the Lexington Figure Fest, the inaugural Lexington plastic people. Uh, <laughs> Those are this, my favorite kind of people. Right, this is right up your alley. <laughs> Those are the best people. You know, uh, you, can, you can find a multitude there. Yeah. Um, and then all the live art crew uh, will also be there. We'll be doing live art and then selling prints and comics and our usual stuff that we'll have. Um, yeah, so it'll be, it's just a one day thing. It starts at 10 a.m. Uh, it's only $5 to get in. Oh, 9 a.m. if you want to pay 10 bucks. Uh, yeah, if you want to pay 10 bucks and get it at 9 a.m. if you are just like If you need that Hulk Hogan elite, man. If you need that Hulk Hogan elite. Yeah, if you're just if you're just raging to get uh, to get that Hulk Hogan piece of plastic, you can get it at 9 a.m. Um, so yeah, I mean it's just it's gonna be a fun little time. It'll be it'll be a great show. Your uh, friends with benefits will be there. Yes, you will have um, presents. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form. Actually, I think it's gonna be more of a uh, 
Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network thing. I think uh, our friend over at Nerd Alert, uh, Obi John, is going to be joining me at the con. We're going to be recording right. some stuff, we'll hanging be out. Collecting audio. Yeah, we'll be collecting Share audio. The network. Hanging out with you guys. Probably going to have y'all come up and talk with us. Uh, yeah. Also, occasional guest host Will will probably be brought on because we love Will Hensley. I mean, I think everyone loves Will Hensley. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the best. So we'll probably have him on. Uh, I'm sure Sean Pryor will have an opinion about something to come on and rant about. And yeah. uh, this upcoming, well, we should also have another special episode coming at you next week because to drop the knowledge on you, um, we are going to do some form of the LCTC Deus podcast that we did last year. Uh, hopefully it's going to be all the same people. Uh, we might just be down one, and if we're down one, it's because you're going to be helping set up Figure that Fest. Is true, that so, is true, yes. yeah. can't really Schedule, be scheduling is weird. Yeah, can't really be mad about that. So, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna do our best, and we're gonna kind of like just hang out, talk like we did last week. I, I or last week, last year, we had plans. Uh, I had like a list of questions I wanted to ask. I think I asked like three the whole time, but like it just turned into this like wave of podcast stories and gassing each other up and fudge rounds. Uh, but, but the fudge rounds is good as, uh, Sean Pryor will loudly tell you and Bryce will feel shame for being called out about the fudge rounds. Rennie's just looking at me blankly like she has no idea about any of this. So uh, I just met you guys an hour ago. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel the need to explain, but uh, now Rennie's here in OG, so like you've been. To, I've been around a long time. You've been, actually, you've been yeah. to the live art. Yeah, quite a bit. That's true. Yeah, and we've known each other for twelve or thirteen years a long now, time, like yeah. a long time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, live art brings people together or back together. We hadn't talked in a while, and like that's true. Uh, we ran into each other at one of the live art events. That was cool. And I know we've talked about it before. Like, I remember the first couple times uh, Gwen showed up, she would, like, sit in the back of, like, Movie Tavern, yeah. too scared to draw, or really, like, talk to anyone. And I was like, well, like, I don't know. Like, should I go up and say, hey? But I also know that at 6, 7 and being kind of loud and boisterous, I can be a lot when you first sure. meet me. Yeah. And I didn't want to, like, scare anyone away from that type of environment because live art is much like Wu-Tang is – for the children and for everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, for and now she's too. got her own name card because yep. she's there often, which is rad. So yeah. that makes me really happy. So. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what it's there to do. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, because I don't have an original thought in my body, mm. um, <laughs> I kind of wanted to go you back to. <laughs> I have it tattooed on there. Um. <laughs> Uh, we are going to kind of throw it back to a couple weeks ago when Flanagan or Chris Flanagan, whatever I'm supposed to call him, my podcast partner who is on assignment this week, uh, when we talked on Tuesday of two twenty two twenty two, and we discussed all things sequels, um, kind of wanted to dive into a different aspect of that than we did a couple weeks ago and talk more about like. Kind of like some really bad sequels, and not even necessarily just like the second one. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it can be, we can talk about like the fourth, fifth entry, or in terms of Jason movies, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, again, a lot of them. Well, I think you can, I think it, it breaks down into uh, the different avenues.
with people because there are there's the one way where the everybody who made the first one gets more money and they get to do more of whatever they want. Right. And then there's the other avenue of we know that the math says this movie mm-hmm. will make this much money, mm-hmm. so you'll get this much money and fucking do whatever you can with it. Yeah. And yeah. we don't really care. Yeah. Just ride that wave. Right. As long as we can. Right. Yeah. So, like, if if I say shitty sequel to you, what's like one of the first things that comes to your mind? RoboCop Two. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yep. Okay. Fair. Oh, I don't know. Meat wedge. <laughs> That's uh. Hmm. Uh. Well, since you're. Th- Thinking about it, I am going to go and say um, any Resident Evil movie after the second one. Yeah. Up until this relaunch from last year, um, they like they were making bukus and bukus of money in the Chinese market, and just stopped aiming those at horror fans and were like, "Hey, this is an action adventure series now." Gotcha. Um, or I guess I should say Robocop three. Maybe because at least RoboCop Two had a Frank Miller script um, that eventually got turned into a comic book series. Really drawn by Walter Simonson, who who created Beta Ray Bill, which was that that famous um, run of Thor. Uh, created who? Yeah, Beta Ray Bill, Horse Thor. Oh, Horse Thor, that's yeah. the name. Yeah. Don't know Beta Ray uh, Bill, but I know <laughs> Horse Thor. Yeah. So if you if you if you feel uh, if you feel like you missed out on something in RoboCop Two, go and read. Robocop 2 comic. It's it's Frank Miller's script. Nice. Frank Miller. And I kind of broke my own rule by saying a sequel, and I was just like, here are four movies that I fucking hate. <laughs> so, um, spe- well, but, but again, that, that goes to yeah. the avenue of, like, they know how much money that yeah. shit'll make. And, the, the, like, especially the, the fifth one that had the opening that was a direct ripoff of the Dawn of the Dead reboot was, like, mm-hmm. in infuriatingly bad. Well, um, I'd say this, Rennie, since you do, like, you know, 90s kids movies and stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of that shit was, like, direct-to-video. Oh. Right. Yeah, definitely. Right? So there's a lot of very clearly Second Avenue cash grab Oh, absolutely, yeah. Where they're stuff. just like, you know, grandparents will buy this because they'll see the name and they'll go, yeah, this is close enough, whatever, just do it. Yeah, a lot of that, <laughs> for sure. Well... And I mean, I specifically, like, did you ever see Aladdin 2? Yes. The Where, Return of Jafar? I thought that was Aladdin 3. No, that's the 40 Thieves. Prince of Thieves. They're... Yeah, uh, wh- whatever. The, the, the Return of Jafar is the second one. Okay. Where, where, like, you're watching it, and if you're watching it on VHS, there's still clear cuts where it, like, fades to black and then fades back in, like, for the commercial breaks, because oh, it was no. meant to be yeah. aired on television. Yeah. And... Like, seeing something like that, but then, like... And I understand I'm comparing a kid's movie to also, like, 20 years down the line when they were 13 years down the line when they did the Futurama, like, direct-to-video things. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, they were meant to be shoot on television, but they also realized that they were going to the home video market first. So they, like... They had, like, little bits and nods to the camera about, like, hey, here's where we're going to insert something. Yeah. yeah. But they also never were clearly just, like, fade to black. Fade <laughs> in right. from black. Like... <laughs> Here's things like we'll, that. We'll put the BK Kids Club commercial, and then we'll see you <laughs> in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. 
the local Fox 56, like, kids <laughs> team that they used to have. Yeah. Rent a center spot and yeah. get there to these. Gotta get that kids place advertisement in, man. Gotta get that kids place advertisement. Um, so, shitty sequel. First thing that comes to mind. We've been here for, like, ten minutes now. It's true. Um, I, I mean, I hate to hate to do it but speaking of like i haven't even seen the whole thing but speaking of you know just shameless cash grabs i feel like the two fast two furious my most beloved franchise of all time mm. and it's just like you didn't even put vin diesel in this one yeah like yeah it's just not it is a middle finger great the, the people who yeah. died before yeah yeah not quite as big a middle finger as tokyo drift was but tokyo <sighs> drift at least it feels a little bit more they're just like these dudes, it's not even related. You know, we're no. just now we're just playing with the universe. Like we're just making car movies. But I don't know something about right. Maybe, maybe it's the yeah, title. Yeah, I think, it's, <laughs> and that's something too that you know with sequels is you get into the realm of them just like rolling the dice and mm-hmm. throwing the spaghetti. Yeah, like what will work? And the Fast and Furious franchise is the best example. Oh of, God, yes. We started as this, yes. and now we're here. Yes. <laughs> This is these are heist movies. Uh, now. Yeah, you know, fast. We are on a submarine. <laughs> fast Nine has a Fiero in space. I mean, my entire oh. review of Fast Nine was they used to steal DVD players. Yes, like they were low to yeah. like uh, to yeah. to Dope's uh, song Debonair, which for some reason wasn't on the soundtrack. And even when they released, <laughs> even when they released a rock soundtrack for the movie featuring mm-hmm. rock songs that weren't in the movie. Uh-huh. Debonair by Dope still didn't make the cut. Yeah, no. I mean, you can't go that hard. Um, so I, I do have to say though, they did a really good job of bringing it back in. Now, it's not it's not what the original movie was about necessarily. In Fast Five, they skip a fucking car race. They're like, we're gonna go to this race and we're gonna win and we're gonna get these cars. And they don't show the race; they just skip it. They're like, yeah. "Fuck it, we don't need to show them driving the cars. That's boring. We have a vault to steal." But <laughs> but we don't they have a budget for a car race. No. A car race movie. <laughs> Nobody wants to see this. It's Fast and the Furious, whatever. But they did do a good job of like bringing in the characters from three and from two and yeah. making this very cohesive storyline. Never mind that the storyline is insane. Yeah. But they're like, no, we made it a cohesive franchise again. No, and that's like. Fast and Furious franchise is so fascinating in that sense of like the first movie was clearly clearly aimed at like guys like 16 to 25 yeah. <laughs> who are well, what, what's the thing that you say at the top of every show uh, about, you know it's like it has, it has it's better than any has, has any right to be mm-hmm. it is and it is somewhere along the line someone cracked a code mm-hmm. for that fast for the Fast and Furious shit yeah and um, Sorry. No, I was just—I was gonna say, like, there's—I can't think of any other franchise that has gotten even close to doing. That. Oh yeah, God, no! They just keep getting bigger. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 ten movies in if you include Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I do. They they you are ten <laughs> movies in. We are twenty years into the Fast and Furious. Yes. Uh, twenty one. It came out in two thousand one. Yeah. We are twenty one years into the Fast <laughs> I mean, and Furious. Thing. Like, what an experiment! Yeah. Uh, Who would have fucking thought? The, the original The Fast and the Furious has one of my favorite, like, editing, like, mistakes ever. Yeah. It's when uh, Paul Walker's pulling up in that, uh, the truck, because he's working at the, like, auto shop or whatever. Uh-huh. And he scrapes the front end of it on the curb. And yeah. I'm just like, 
couldn't have cut that shot like while he's turning in like you have to have a <laughs> it's up there with the uh, the homeward bound when the dog knocks the little girl's head into the door <laughs> they're like no we're leaving that no, I, bet, I bet Vin Diesel said keep that shit in <laughs> I don't want people thinking he's cooler than me right <laughs> um but yeah like and you know that's a franchise that's really like come back around in this really weird weird way yeah where, you know, they tried, even like Fast and Furious, the fourth one, I don't think it was received very well, but I guess it made enough money where they were like, fuck it, we can get The Rock. Yeah. Like, we can just keep doing it. We, we can get The Rock. And like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it was it was this weird, perfect storm of, because that was the time where, where The Rock was like, I'm going to start producing shit. Mm-hmm. And my name is going to be in other places rather than just starring. Right. You know, and. Yeah, without him, I don't think the franchise does what it does. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, and the the crazy thing is, is like, that's also kind of the movie that like brought him from doing like shitty like the rundown, mm-hmm. Walking Tall, Faster things right. like that as level action yeah, flick yeah. to being like, hey, I'm The Rock. I'm going to be the highest grossing actor three years in a row. Yeah. Like right. I'm, and everybody's I'm, like, great. I'm going to get. <laughs> yes. like, we love that. I'm yes. going to be like almost billionaire rich. Yeah. Yeah, he got shot caller status. <laughs> Fast and Furious. Yeah. For real. And, you know, uh, he clearly planned that well because it was like, hey, The Rock's coming back. Uh, yeah, WWE. Uh, do, do you guys want me back for a few months? We can do that. <laughs> um, but let's wrap it back around to, like, shitty sequels. Sure. And I really want to talk about, like, what makes a sequel bad. Not even necessarily, like... And, you know, there, there are some big things, I think, trying to replace cast, like yeah. uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is a big one, where they yeah. replace, like, almost everyone, and they kill off, like, they kill off Johnny Cage in the opening, like, 45 seconds of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, replacing cast members is a big one for me. Slashing budgets is obviously, like, another one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, what do y'all... I know, I just took, like, two of the large ones. I know, but, yeah. Uh. I mean, not being able to get the original cast back, I think, is the biggest, where you're like, oh, you've replaced... Like, clearly the people who made the movie don't even want any part yeah. of it. And so it's like, this, I'm not, I'm not gonna fuck with it if they can't, you know, be yeah. bothered. Yeah. So. And one of my biggest offenders for the returning cast and slashed budget is they tried to make, like... I love Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Starship Troopers. Uh, y'all ever seen Starship Troopers 2? Yeah. It's direct-to-video. Yeah. It's real bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, because the, it's because Paul Verhoeven was, like, trying to do something with that first one. Yeah. Like, he was, it was, it was, yes, it was giant bugs in space, but it was also this weird, like, commentary yeah. on, on the, the military-industrial bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And then... All the subsequent Starship Trooper stuff has just been like, hey, we're just going to shoot more bugs in space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second, there's no, like, there's no, it's all, it's, it's all frosting walls. It's all just one thing. Yeah, and it's like the second one they try and make into this weird like survival horror kind of thing. Yeah. Like it feels more like almost like a zombie movie where like numbers are being dwindled and dwindled down. Yeah. But you know, it's just. In the CGI is incredibly worse. Yeah. So it's people being killed by shitty CGI bugs, <laughs> and 
that's what we're going to do for 90 minutes with no one you recognize mm-hmm. because none of these people yeah. are named. I mean, the downside is like a lot of, I feel like a lot, at least back in the day, a lot of the really shitty sequels were direct-to-video. Yeah. I don't think that's the case anymore because everything gets greenlit if it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, in, 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 the, in the heyday of video, it was cheaper yeah. to just put it out onto video and you'd make triple your budget right. just in video rentals yeah. and all that bullshit, whereas now, like, that's not guaranteed and it has to, like, they have to have the math formula be like, all right, if it gets a sequel, then it'd have to be this way, and then that's where, you know, creative people walk off sets and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think kind of, I mean, to talk about what you were saying about, like, not just getting the same cast back, but a, like, a writing team that does not understand the spirit of the first one, you know, where it's like, you just missed the point entirely. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, how, they're not necessarily sequels, but kind of how the Jurassic World movies feel. Where it's like, the whole point of Jurassic Park is that you can't control these animals, and life cannot be contained, and, you know, you can't make them do what you want. And then they're like, Jurassic World, he's like, I trained these velociraptors. And, like, and we're crossbreeding dinosaurs yeah. now. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that didn't work out super well no. for them, but... The first Death Star got blown up. What do you want to do? Build a second <laughs> Build another one, I guess. <laughs> and you know, Force Awakens. What are you gonna do? Oh, we're gonna turn this planet into a Death Star. Yeah, I was like this really planet's a Death Star now. Uh, Think about how cool it'll look. Don't get me wrong, though. There's one spot on this planet <laughs> that, if it's attacked, the entire planet will explode. Sure. I mean, <laughs> you know, three I mean, times. Three. I mean, you three know, times. Uh, I don't uh, like Star Wars. Is my thing. Mm-hmm. And the rise of Skywalker is real bad. Yeah, like that would that that one hurt because I love the Last Jedi. Yeah, like I love the. Shit I liked it they, a lot too. They were doing in that, and it, and it, it for the first time it made me like speculate in mm-hmm. my head about oh what could they do what could they go what could they do this if they did this and they could do this and they, you know and it got me thinking and then. Rise of Skywalker came out, and they were like, "Hey, all, no, they're like we move, did none of that. Move, nope, just don't. It, it's all it, 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 these guys." Three things that really made me dislike uh, Last Jedi: um, the comedy felt incredibly forced hmm. compared to Force Awakens. Fucking like fish nuns. What? <laughs> you know. Who was the comedy in in Last Jedi? Uh, the bad connection joke. In the opening of the movie, where they're like about to have bombs dropped on them, oh, which right, how do you yeah. drop bombs in space? Sure. How do you how do you drop bombs in space? Artificial gravity. Just throw them really hard. Shh. Quiet, you. <laughs> Don't. Um, <laughs> and then you know, like you've got. Uh, oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name? Um, Who does Moon he play? Finn. Oh. John Boyega. John Boyega, yes. Uh, you've got John Boyega, like, once he unhooks himself from the machine, he, like, walks up and he's, like, spraying water everywhere and, like, this thing's beeping and it's, like, it was this weird tonal shift from seven to eight in that sense for me mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I appreciated that Force Awakens actually brought comedy into Star Wars. I thought that was something that was kind of, like, lacking in four, five, and six. Um, but it felt a little forced in eight to me. Uh, the other thing, Benicio Del Toro is pointless. He serves no purpose. You change that to, you change whatever his character's name was to Lando Calrissian. 
How that movie is dare you? Benito Del Toro has never been pointless a day in his life. <laughs> just he graces whatever he's in just by showing up. For everyone who's listening, the look on her face when I said Benicio Del Toro's character showed me that she forgot he was in the movie. Are you denying that? Did you forget he was in the movie? A little bit? Yes. Alright. <laughs> and then deciding to rage. But it doesn't make my point any less salient. <laughs> It kind of it kind of does when you forgot that he was in the movie that you're trying um, not even trying to defend because like I don't hate yeah. Last Jedi yeah um, and the third thing how are you gonna like unceremoniously like you build up Phasma as this badass in seven and then you just unceremoniously like she falls down some shaft when something explodes mm-hmm. see to me like all of those questions are what they were going for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like that was him sort of like trying to um not Gareth Edwards. Who's the guy that did Last Jedi? Uh, Gareth Edwards? Wasn't it? Was it Gareth Edwards? I thought he did Rogue One. Um Shit. Talk, I'm gonna Okay. Uh but anyway, uh Last Jedi stuff, like it, it felt like they were trying to um be like, Okay, cool. Force Awakens gave you all these cool Ryan things. Johnson, my bad. Okay, Ryan Johnson. Uh, it felt to me like Ryan Johnson was trying to... R.I. That was weird. It's Ryan, yeah. <laughs> it's Ryan. He's cool. Yeah, he's cool as hell. Um, I, th- I, th- I thought it was him trying to be like, all right, these toys we're going to put away, and now we're going to start playing with these new toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody's going to... We're going to have a cool new story. And, and like, he would have... Like, if you, if you read that first draft of the third in the new trilogy or whatever, like, the, the way it was originally going to go, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. That is an example of someone falling to the, I guess, the pressures of all the, the man babies. Yeah. Right? Like, all the fucking butthurt dudes <laughs> that got so mad about Last Jedi, they changed Rise of Skywalker into just this, like, vanilla yeah. fucking... Yeah. In, into a very safe movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not... Nothing special. Right. No. Yeah, and you make a valid point with that. And and that's my thing. Like, I'm, I'm not sitting here like, you're not going to hear me talk about how, like, oh, Rise of Skywalker was fantastic. No, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, in the realm of Star Wars, two of my top favorite five are Rogue One and Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's a very clear difference what happens when you let yeah. creative people do creative things. Mm-hmm. And then when other people say, no, it has to be like this. Yeah. And Rise of Skywalker felt like a sequel to Force Awakens, not a yeah, yeah. third part in a trilogy. Yeah, that's yeah. what, like, they did their fucking absolute best to make everyone forget that Last Jedi was even yeah. a thing. That's so dumb. It doesn't make any sense either because, like, it's the third, it's the last one. So, like, truly, pe- their people are going to go see it. So, sure. like, this is the time for you to do what you really want to do and, and not try and cater to the, you know, it's not like, well, if we don't do well on this one, they won't let us have a, th- like, for one, it's Star Wars. You can make as many Star Wars movies right. as you want. Right. And also, like, th- yeah, this is the last one, so, like, write your story and just do it. Don't, don't bend to the whim of the internet man babies. Yeah. It, truly. It, yeah, it was just, it was, uh, it was a movie by committee. Yeah. yeah. And that committee was just fucking the internet. fat kitty. <laughs> that's so fresh the, the, the world of warcraft guy from that episode of south park Absolutely. Yeah. yeah yeah those guys made rise of skywalker 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure in the past, like, 10 to 15 years, I've ever been as intrigued and then followed up as as disappointed as I've been uh, for the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was expecting, like, they don't show up at all in 8, and they show up to get killed in 9. I was like... Fucking here we go. Right, and see, that's the thing, like, I think that's the parallel that can be, like, you have something like like Rise of Skywalker, um, and and here's here's where I'm gonna, where I'm gonna selfishly bring it to uh, a film like the work of art that is Jason X. Oh. Right? So you have, you have these, this thing where, like, they needed to make a, a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. They were just waiting. Yeah. You know, and so there was this weird time period where this nebulous thing where they had no Friday the 13th movie. So they were like, fuck it. Jason Space. (laughs) Sure. Well, plus I think at a certain point when you have a horror franchise, they're like, we haven't been to space yet. So we have to go to space. It's like a rule, right? Once you get past seven movies, you have to go to space at some point. Well, yeah. uh, Once you're in Hellraiser, they were like. Number four, fuck it, we're going to space in four. We're doing it early. want the record. want the earliest space record. I'm really well. Yeah, I think Alien wins that one, but well, it's not, it doesn't count if you start in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. no, like I, I, I compare those because you have like the like the infinite money that Disney has, right? Like mm-hmm. infinite yeah. money. Oh, like, yeah. Like forever money. Oh yeah, they're just printing it back there. Do you, right. do you know how much the uh, Russo brothers got for? Endgame and uh, Infinity War, like what their budget was for those two movies? No. Half a billion dollars. Of course. Of course. Because Disney will make half a billion dollars on the fucking cereal. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's, like, right. So the, Endgame cereal. Right? I'm right. sure I can almost guarantee you it was right. a thing three years it's ago. Just like, it's just like powder plates. Right? Like, all it is is like, Frosted like, Flakes. Like gray Wheaties. <laughs> Just the dust from your the Infinity War Dustios, Wheaties box. Uh, but no, but like, you like at Disney who has infinity money, and then you, you take someone like who who has a low budget, and and I'm actually gonna look that up. I don't even like. I'm not sure Jason X had a like even higher than like ten million dollars for it its budget. Have been. There's no way. There's no way. And it's testament to letting creative people do creative shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like because it, at the end of the day, these are all. IPs that don't really belong to anybody who sort of gets to play with the toys. Yeah. Right? So why not just do whatever the fuck you want? Yeah. Because the people who own the shit, they just want to, they just, they're just looking to make money off of the, off of the toys and the t-shirts and what the fuck ever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, The reported, or the estimate for the budget for Jason X is 11 to 14 million (laughs) dollars. And here's the thing. Back in 2002, all you had to do was beat your budget. Yep. And right. it made $17.1 million. So did it. It I, made a pro- it turned profit. I love when I look up a movie and the, they're like, the budget is question mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, we weren't even fucking paying attention. We just, I don't know, we lost a ledger somewhere. We don't know. It, it gets me every time. Well, another thing I think that makes a bad sequel, and this is going to kind of contradict my love for Jason X, mm. is when they just go so over the top mm. um okay the one that comes to mind is anchorman 2 oh yeah that was so bad like anchorman mm. was fun yes it had like 
you know, it, it was kind of like in the same vein I talk about Super Troopers, where it got like, have its cake and eat it too. Like, it was like a cult movie, but also super fucking popular. Yeah. Anchorman 2 is a, is a great example of like, they're giving us how much? Yeah. And yeah. we can do what? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. There is one oh, shit. good and memorable <laughs> scene in Anchorman 2. And that is the ghost of <laughs> Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> The news anchor fight in the... Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Where you're like, okay, this is hilarious. And then the rest of it, you're like, this movie's dumb as shit. And not in the fun, dumb way that Anchorman was. Where it was just like, it was just bad. It was all the bad parts of the film. Right, yeah. It was the thing that, like, every... Like, no one said no to anything Mm -hmm. in Anchorman 2. No one said no to any of it. And really strangely, I feel like they laid on the misogyny a lot more in Anchorman 2 than the first one. Which was really weird because the whole thing of Anchorman was like we don't want a woman on the news but somehow in the second one where she's doing the news yeah. it's even more misogynistic which is fucking weird right I mean the point at the end you know is ladies can do stuff now yeah. and they're supposed to just and the, yeah it's just worse and it oh, it's bad well no well, well the, the, the more depressing thing about that is it's uh it it reaffirms the fact of like yeah we'll let you have it but we're never gonna forgive you right we're never gonna let you yeah. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. That is gross. Yeah. Like the but going back to it, like the news anchor fight is a really good scene in that, and it ends with the the perfect payoff for the whole Dorothy Mantooth thing. Yeah. Who was sexually active until the day she died? Like perfection. Um. (laughs) The ghost of Stonewall Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll get, yeah, you know, like, you'll get shit where people just get a blank check to, to make whatever fucking sequel they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not always a good idea. Yeah, and it's not always, like, and it happens in, it doesn't just happen in movies. Like, I mean, I can think of plenty of games where, um, like, Fable 2 is probably, like, a top 15, top 20 game for me. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It, you know. Added on to everything from the original Fable, if you guys ever played that. I, d- I'm, I don't play a lot of video games, yeah. so I listen to your show about video games I appreciate to, learn, to learn about what's I, cool in video games. I appreciate you. But, well, we're, I'm going to tell you about something that was cool 20 years ago. Okay, sweet. sweet. Uh, so Fable 2 came out, and it was this like super cool, like you can grow on like the, the story. It, you know, it took the first game that had this awesome layout, awesome world, and expanded on all of that. Mm-hmm. Shit the bed with the ending, but the game itself was fantastic. Um, then three comes out and it's like, you have to become king. You have to be like ready this world for this giant evil that's going to come and battle you. And it takes a lot of the important choice making and that kind of stuff out of fable. And there's really, I, I, I any game that gives you the choice of being good or evil, I always go evil cause it's so much easier. <laughs> It's That's just true. so much easier. I can't do it. It hurts too much. <laughs> uh, like I there, was, there was a point in Fable Two. Right. There, there was a point in Fable Two where I got caught in this town where I thought my uh, warrant had like timed out or whatever. Yeah. I go back in. They were like, "You can pay your bail of sixty-eight thousand gold, or you can uh, resist because they didn't have Fable Three. Did introduce a cool thing where you could like work off your debt. Yeah. Um. But I was like, like student loans. yeah, basically <laughs> they were like, you can, uh, it was like mini games where you, oh, okay. you would like earn gold too. So, okay. um, but it was like, so my option was I can literally go flat fucking broke 
Or I can just kill this guard and leave the town. Sure, if you just kill everybody and nobody so, knows. Uh, at that point, the only place that like wasn't for sale in that entire town was the bar because you couldn't own those. <laughs> um, Not very Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but you, God damn you. <laughs> but yeah, like... my dead or I can just kill them. That was one, and then even like uh, Resident Evil 5 is my prime example when I go to uh, about, like, bad video game sequels. Resident yeah. Evil 4 is, like, looked upon as one of the greatest games ever made, and mm-hmm. it truly is. Yeah. It was the first Resident Evil game that didn't have that shitty fixed camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it had one that you could move. It had one, uh, it introduced, like, you were, it, you know, it took you out of, like, Raccoon City, and you were, like, in the world. It introduced, like, the Las Plagas virus, and you weren't just fighting, like, generic zombies. And then, like, Resident Evil 5, you're a white dude mowing down people in Africa, and it's just, like, completely abandoned any aspect of, like, we're a horror game, it's just, like, we're throwing shit at the wall and you're gonna shoot it. Yeah. And that was, like, it would just turned this, it took all the goodwill built up by 4 and was like, hey, no. Yeah. Man. And I bought it the day it came out, beat it the weekend it came out yeah. and returned it. Yeah. And was like, they were like, well, you know, you you bought this here. We can't give you full credit. I was like, I don't care. I'm done. <laughs> I was like, I'm $5. done. $5. I'll take it. Yeah. That's rough. Like, that's, again, where something completely misses the spirit of the yeah. original. And, like, especially when you have a game where it's like, okay, I, I like this game and I'm buying the sequel because I like the way I play this game, the mechanics and whatever. If there's something dumb, like a fixed camera where you need to, like, fix that, yeah. sure. But it's like, no, you've completely, like you were saying with Fable, like you've completely changed the way you play this game. Yeah. What, why would? Why did you call this Fable? It's not that. And that's one of the worst things, I think, like as far as sequels go. It's like, why did you want to make this thing? Yeah. Did you like the original? Uh, right. Who did you make this for? Exactly, did yes. Did you try to make this for the people that gave you money the first time? Yes. Yeah. Because they're going to hate it. Yeah. Uh, the company that made the first two Dead Space games got bought out by EA. And okay, well, that's yeah. never a good thing yeah. in the, the realm of gaming, especially at that point. Um, and they they turned it again from, like, the second one is looked upon as, like, one of the best survival horror games ever made. Yeah. And then the third one came out, and people were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is, like, action horror. Yeah. We're putting horror in quotes because you're just fighting monsters. But uh, yeah, I've never played. Like, the word about Dead Space 3, like, reached me before I even considered buying it. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. And you don't want to turn off someone like me who will just blindly buy horror games. Who will, like, blind Like, I have two, three horror games that I bought because Bloody Disgusting reviewed them really well and they actually did like a top ten horror games of last year. Yeah. I was just like, I've got like 80 bucks I can drop on those. Yeah. You're like, you put scary on the front. Yeah. So I bought it. And then like, you know, if something reaches me and, you know, I liked Dead Space, I liked Dead Space 2. Yeah. And if you're turning off people like me to your franchise, like, you're, you're doing the wrong thing. Yes. Like, is there is something fundamentally wrong yes. with the product you're putting out at that point. Yeah. yeah. How much success is detrimental to a thing yeah. with a progress and evolution? Yeah. Like, can a thing become something else? Mm-hmm. Well, that depends. Mm-hmm. You know, Star Wars is a great example. You know, I hate to 
3D effect, but like they were trying mm-hmm. to put it this way. Dead Space, you know, or or Fable, like we're trying to do this thing. Now nah, we're just gonna we're just gonna stop and do this now. Yeah. Um, because so and so and so said, do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it, that I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. And uh, a lot of it has to like. God, this is going to make me sound pretentious. Like, the commercialization of everything. Yeah. And not saying that games haven't always been, like, commercialized, because they have. That's how you advertise video games. That's how you, like, get shit out there. That's how you get shit known. But, like, to the point where, you know, people are just making, like, idiotic decisions, like taking horror games and turning them into, like, action franchises. Yeah. Yeah. If something makes money, it'll be ruined. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll yeah. inevitably be ruined, mm-hmm. uh, and and your definition of that can vary, um, you know, and it'll take you know something it, it'll go away forever, or it'll take a break and it'll come back, and it'll it'll you know be revitalized. Yeah. So, and I I, I, I kind of had a couple uh, a couple more like smaller questions. Um, if you can take a shitty movie sequel or like a shitty you know game season of a show whatever you want and you can change like a couple small like you can't replace cast you can't be like oh well I'd fix Too Fast Too Furious by bringing Vin Diesel back right obviously right um but like you you know you're within those parameters of you can't bring like if the original cast doesn't come back you can't change that mm-hmm. um you know, you can't make anything that's going to, like, truly and utterly going to, like... Basically, the poster has to appear the same. You're sure. advertising the same movie. Yeah. But you want to make it not be shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to go get something else to drink. We'll think about this one. Yeah. <laughs> Rennie, you're up first. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if, if you want, I can actually uh, kind of, like, I've got an example for this one. Please. Uh, Silent Hill Revelation, the uh-huh. the second Silent Hill movie. Uh-huh. The first one grasped the idea of Silent Hill really well. Yeah. It, like, captured that universe, that world, and all that kind of, like, fun stuff. And then, um, you know, it, it's not the perfect, like, video game movie. I, there's not one, really. Yeah. There's just video game movies. Sure. Um... But then the second one came out, and they were way more concerned with being like, hey, did you catch this reference? Did yeah. you catch this reference? Yeah. Did you catch this reference? Uh-huh. What about this reference? Uh-huh. And this one? Hey, we have Malcolm McDowell in a scene for no goddamn reason. Yeah. Um, so, like, really, all I would do is just have them focus more on the tone set in the first movie. Yeah. And, yeah, it was a lower budget. Yeah, you lost your girl actress, and because there was only like a four-year difference between when the movies came out, and for some reason the actress aged like twelve years. <laughs> it happens. Um, so th- th- that's like a big one for me. She goes from like a second grader to like a junior in high school mm-hmm. in four years. So hmm. your wheels are turning, buddy. Well, I mean, aside from completely just like throwing away what I. <laughs> like, like there's too much to change about that yeah yeah well uh, so i would say 
mine would have to be the most recent Halloween franchises. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies uh, tonight. I, a friend of mine, Ian Robinson, uh, we were talking about 2018 Halloween, and he said, all you had to do was have Laurie Strode become rich off of Loomis's memoir. Like, he signed over all of the rights to the, the book that he wrote to Laurie Strode. And she was able to construct this, like, citadel of a ranch house. Because she knew that he would return. Yeah. And it's essentially the raid, but it's just Laurie waiting on Michael to come home. Mm-hmm. And she just fucks him up. <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing. That's cool. <laughs> so is that what you would turn Halloween Kills into? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the talent in 2018 would be him getting out and making his way to heaven. Yeah. And Halloween kills him. And honestly, I, like, if they knew they were going to be making a trilogy, I kind of wish you hadn't really had a lot of the third act of the 2018 Halloween. Mm-hmm. If they knew they were doing that, like, I... Spoilers for Halloween and Halloween Kills. Um, I don't really care that Halloween Kills has only been out for like five months. If you're a horror fan, you've probably seen it by now. If you don't really care about the franchise, you're not really going to care about spoilers. So, um, killing uh, Laurie's son-in-law at the beginning of the second movie carries a lot more weight than killing him at the end of the first one. Correct. Um, Basically, you trap, like... You have him show up at the house. You have him go out. You have um, you have him see the cops dead, and then he turns and you see Michael stand up behind the cop car. Credits. Yeah. Then you go into Halloween Kills yeah. from there and have the rest of it. And you know, if you're extending that twenty minutes there, you don't need any of the bullshit in the hospital of Halloween Kills. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole... And, and you know... Uh, I, Brendy, do you have one that you would pick? No. No? <laughs> I thought this would be a... They're f- all perfect. Oh, no, I don't my. I don't watch a lot of sequels, actually. Usually because they're bad. You've watched, like, nine Fast and Furious movies, though. Ten. She said she watches bad movies. That's fair. That's, that's yeah, fair. I mean, it's a perfect franchise. What are we talking about? Well, and, I mean, honestly, yeah. if you want to fix Rise of Skywalker, you can just not ignore Last Jedi. Yeah, well, I mean, because there, there's something else to be said for, like, this current era of blockbusters that are yeah. planned as trilogies. Mm-hmm. Like, ever since Lord of the Rings, yeah. Hollywood has this huge trilogy boner. Right. Right? Well, I mean, I guess since Star Wars, you know, like... That's that, fair. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, 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 the triple blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. are addicted to that shit. Yeah. But you have to... Because one of the... One of the biggest things that frustrates me about, like, television shows that go on for too long is when they're it, it, they're clearly just trying to do it for as long as people will watch it to make money, and they have no end in sight of, like, how this story is going to end. And same thing with trilogies, where they're like, well, we're going to make three. And it's like, okay, well, what's it about? And they're like, we don't know yet. We'll, we'll get, get there. The, yeah. when, you know, which... <laughs> Lord of the Rings went in going, no, we have books, we have source yeah. material, we know how the story ends, we have an endgame, and so that's why it worked yeah. so well. Yeah. And you had a director who was like in love with the source material and really wanted to do it right. But 
with Star Wars where they're like, shit, we don't even have the same director as the first time, so we don't know what the story's gonna be. And then he's like, here's my story, and they're like, fuck you, we don't need that story. So that that's just, I hate it, where it's like you clearly didn't have a goal in mind, yeah. and so, so you're just flopping around. Well, have there been any shows that you've watched that were old that have been, like, rebooted? Or, like, because I know there's a big trend now where they're like, let's bring back the old cast to do a special. Yeah. Or some shit like that, right? Well, I mean, doing two more seasons of The X-Files, you know, yeah. long after. And th- that show is one of those that frustrates me. I prefer, and I know this is just me a lot of times, but I like, I prefer the, like, like bottle episode monster of the week you know just like we're just gonna talk about this guy and then we'll fix it or it'll just be a mystery and then it's over but it's when x-files starts getting into other things for this yeah overarching well it's the overarching story that i'm like no because that's where it gets slippery and you lose Mm -hmm. it you know the whole thing with like Mulder's sister and it just gets so like convoluted and so ridiculous and it's like you didn't know where you were going with like supernatural syndrome where they yes. where they had a clear five season yes. idea and arc. Yeah, and then they and were they like, went, "Shit, we're making so much." Money, and they went we like six, 15, lost, 16 lost season three. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Season two, no, season three. Season that was the that was the train wreck season, right? Lost season three. Uh, uh, season three of Lost was the one where at the very end he's like, "We have to go back." Okay. I think you're thinking of either four or the the final season. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, the Lost, like. For me, I know a lot of people loved it throughout, but for me, it was like it peaked with season three, where you realize that like a lot of shit you were seeing was actually like in the future, and the island shit was like a flashback. But you were also like it got convoluted because you're like you're seeing flashbacks, you're seeing flash forwards, you're also in present day. Yeah. But like holy fucking shit! Um, every season after that was just this like steady decline. Yeah. Uh, the like seasons for me, I'm. As a lifelong Futurama fan, to the point where I've eaten isn't bought tattooed on my thigh, like <laughs> I'm not excited about this new relaunch. They've had like three perfect endings. Yeah. Actually, technically four, because I forgot they even did an ending for the directed video movies. So they've had like four perfect endings that have been great. And especially, you know, I wasn't crazy about a lot of the Comedy Central stuff, but that finale where it fades into white Mm -hmm. and i never realized this but the pilot episode fades in from white Mm -hmm. and the whole thing is you know they're talking about having to like redo this time loop basically infinitely yeah Yeah. but they're like brian leeler like we end up together which is all we've ever really wanted right so we're happy to keep doing this i do think though because at least futurama is so self-aware yeah that and I mean they've managed to have four really good endings, you right. know. So they've yeah. done it. They they know what yeah. they're doing. So yeah. I mean that one I am a little more excited than other things like, um, what not to just be mean to Jurassic World again, but they're bringing back, you know, Sam Neill. Yeah. Yes, and it's like, well, I'll, I'm gonna fucking go watch it then. I didn't see Jurassic World two because I thought the first one was bad, but I'm like, oh, fine, you can have my money, I'll go. Not me. But. <laughs> I watched Jurassic World once. I never even bothered with the second one. I didn't either. Because yeah. the first one was bad. But yeah. I'm like, look, I'll go look at Jeff Goldblum and a dinosaur. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you sound <laughs> so <it>. angry. <laughs> I'm not happy about <laughs> it. Because they're playing, I'm playing right into their hands. We'll, we'll do a live arts report where we'll see the story. Okay. <laughs> I'll draw a dinosaur for that. Um, I'll act like a dinosaur at that live <laughs> art. Yeah. Um, so, and I guess I'm going to kind of like spitball here because we got a few more minutes to fill. Um, 
franchises that like we all love like shittiest of the shitty sequels uh well i mean i i i'll say i asked Rennie, you know what her favorite sequel was when when she got here because i know yours yeah and you know mine yeah Mm -hmm. for people not keeping track at home if I don't know how you found this podcast, and if it's your no, first no, no, time we listening. Get to, we get to say it on three, right? Remember? Oh, mine? Yeah, no, no, we'll say, you'll say mine, and I'll say yours on three. Okay. Three, two, one. Blade two. Spirit of Vengeance. It's Ghost Rider, Spirit <laughs> of Vengeance. Blade two, Spirit I know I was supposed to say it at the same time, but I didn't want to do it. Like, <laughs> 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 and you're like, so. that was unintelligible, great. <laughs> yeah. So come on. Favorite sequel. I think it's Aliens. I think I like Aliens more than Alien. Oh, same. I've, so I've, they are two different movies. Yeah. yeah, they're two, and that's like that's a really good example of like it's. I mean, well, it's the same monster, but I mean, it's the same feeling, even though the same people aren't in it, which they couldn't be because they're all dead. Right. But like. But they use that as an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. To to do something. Yeah, and it's it's not it's not like well, we couldn't get those guys back. They wouldn't be in it because movie's dumb. It's just like it's no. It's just it's a, the, the same. The story doesn't work if you bring them back. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's the same feeling, you know, you're still like, yes, the, these movies belong together, whether or not it's the continuation of the story from the first one. Mm-hmm. That's and why it's just so why, good. Uh, I like Batman as much as I do. Mm. Um, especially, well, specifically just in, in comics, like, he's the, the character that you can do anything with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think Aliens has that kind of, th- like, it can be an action movie, it can be a horror movie. Yeah. It can be a suspenseful thing, it can, it can have say what you want about the Fincher alien stuff, but, you know, it... Alien 3 is my biggest want to see, like, what the original plan was, because they even had a fucking teaser that showed Earth, and the tagline was, on Earth, everyone can hear you scream. Mm. And then they went to a prison planet. (laughs) What? Yeah. Um, And I I guess we can kind of, like, wrap it into that, like... Have you heard anything about like a sequel that you were really interested in? I know you might wrap it back around to Rise of Skywalker again with that. Uh, <laughs> I think, but like that's a big one for me is like what Alien Three could have and probably should have been was aliens on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we never got until Alien versus Predator Requiem, or it's technically the first one, but there's only like two humans in that. But. Yeah, like what Alien 3 could have and should have been is a big one for me because I just want to know what that original thing was. And I really, really want to know how we got from Aliens on Earth to Prison Planet. They were just letting you know, actually. They were like, it has nothing to do with the movie. We just want you to know that every time you scream on Earth, everyone can hear you. (laughs) They just can't. Anyway. Be mindful of your screaming. Fair, fair. Be mindful of your screaming. So, so, well, no, Chris, why is Blade 2 your favorite sequel? Why is it your favorite movie? Gosh. I love Blade 2 so much because you can independently watch it away from Blade 1. It does a good job of catching you up. If you, if it's, one, if it's been a while, or two, if you've never even seen Blade, the original, which you should. It has the greatest line in cinematic history because some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> um, but... It's this weird, perfect, like, action horror movie. The effects are great. The action's great. The dialogue is so stupidly over the top. Wesley Snipes calls Ron Perlman nipplehead. (laughs) 
nipple head. <laughs> so is that an example of them getting more money and just doing whatever the hell they want with it? Yes and no. Because um, at the time, Del Toro was not really well known. He wasn't well known. Like, I mean, yeah. And it's, but you have someone who is so committed to, the man loves practical effects, which pisses me off because Blade 2 has that really shitty CGI CGI fight scene in front of the lights, but everything else flows so well, and you have someone behind the camera who wants these amazing shots that are going to look good, and that's the thing is you have this director doing like what he loves on weirdly, even though I know it's not, but it feels like it's a passion project for him. <laughs> yes. But... Fucking Blade 2 should not have been shot as well as it was. Oh, yeah. It should not have been as pretty as it was for a Blade movie. Yeah. Like, you know, you're seeing a long, flowing vampire robe on this massive pool of blood, and you're just like... Yeah. He called a guy nipplehead five minutes ago, and like well, now I get this shot of beauty. Well, Blade 2 is like the... It's, it's like Aliens and T2, yeah. right? Where it's like the sequels... There were such bangers Mm -hmm. that you're like, oh man, can't wait for that third one. Yeah. And then when you find out no one involved with the second one is involved with the third one, you're like, wait a minute. Well, the the screenwriter was back, but he moved from writing to directing, which Wesley Snipes was very against. And he went from mushrooms to ketamine. Yeah. (laughs) David Goyer. Yeah, Blade Blade Trinity shit. Uh, There's one shining star, and its name is Ryan Reynolds. Um, basically doing his best. I am not sure I know who Deadpool is, but I want to have that role in 10 years. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Blade Trinity is so fucking bad. Yeah. So you can have the pendulum swing, um, and maybe, maybe that's what, we had to have Blade Trinity so we could have, uh, Mahershala Ali. Marhaka Ali, or, you know, we had to have Blade Trinity so we could have, uh, you know, Endgame. Or Spirit of Vengeance. Or Spirit of Vengeance. And, and, uh, (laughs) give the people the rundown of why you like Spirit of Vengeance. Spirit of Vengeance is a Ghost Rider movie starring Nicolas Cage, and he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants, and it's directed by the two guys that made the Crank movie. Like, if there's anything about that sentence that you're like, I'm not cool with it, then that's fine. <laughs> you, we're probably never going to be friends. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. But if, if if none of that sentence doesn't at least pique your interest a little bit, yeah, um, it's definitely worth it. Like, people, people were ready to shit on it because people didn't want to, like, the first one was so bad. That first Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movie is dog shit. I yeah. only bought the two pack because it was cheaper than buying uh, Spirit of Vengeance on its own. Of course, <laughs> it was the only way they were gonna. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the only way one. they're gonna move the first <laughs> one is that two yeah, pack. Yeah. So, um, so when that, when there was a sequel that was announced, I was like, "Wow, that's even weird because that first one's shitty." Right. And then the more I learned about it, the more I was like, "Okay, maybe this is a movie that I didn't know I needed." <laughs> and then I remember doing the live art for it, and we went and saw it. I was the only one cheering <laughs> during the film. Um, and to me, that's a great example of, okay, we have this much money. We have Nicolas Cage. Like, if, if you watch the director's commentary uh, of Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, the two directors will say, Nicolas Cage came in on day one and said, I'm going to play it like 
I want to do it like this. Yeah. And they said, yes, you can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, you've got the perfect guy to play yes. him. You know, yes. the man is obsessed. He named himself after him. Yes. You know, he's like, I have to cover up my Ghost Rider tattoo so I can play Ghost Rider in this movie. Yes. Like, this is the guy that you want. So if he comes in and says, here's how I would like to do it, you go, hell yeah, let's do it. Right. right. Which and is so probably what they didn't do for the first one. That's exactly right. And that's why it was so bad. Right. Because when you get creative people and they are allowed to flex yeah. and do cool creative shit, like, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but it'll, 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 it'll hit everything that you want to hit. Yes. Um. <laughs> Have you ever seen the picture of Nicolas Cage on set with the face paint and the glow stick? No. No, he uh, he, he put corpse paint on, uh-huh. and then he wrapped orange, uh, like, light-up rope okay. around his face. Sure. And that's how he acted um, <laughs> when he was Ghost Rider. I love him. Right? So like, much. Like, how can you not... <laughs> And not be good with that. Here's the thing about Ghost Rider. If you like Ghost Rider uh, Spirit of Vengeance, you need to see its spiritual sequel, Drive Angry. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, Drive Angry's so fucking good. It's it's on the shelf. It's like right, it's right over there, dude. Like But yeah, yeah, I say Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance and people are like, they did a second one? Like, oh yeah, they did. Yeah. And it's really interesting too because the effects in that are really well done. So much so that like they show Ghost Rider during the day. Yeah. Like, during the sunlight, yeah. and you can't hide shit with CGI. Yeah. Um, and it looks amazing. And, like, the way that they uh, modeled his coat, where it's, like, constantly bubbling and shit like that, and his his, his motorcycle is just a giant, burned-out fucking, you know, giant hunk of metal mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of this weird, like, chromed-out fucking demon tricycle thing that he had in the first <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, boy. Um... So, yeah, it's December of 2018, and Justin's like, roll through, we're watching a movie tonight. I'm like, okay, cool. So I get there, and I don't even think you told me who was, I think you said Alex was going to be there, but I didn't know Ken was going to show, and he just like walks through the door at some point, and I'm like, okay. And you're like, all right, I got three options. It was Mandy, Spirit of Vengeance, and, I don't know. Yeah, it was something else. Probably Behind the Mask. Yeah. Um... And no one but you had seen Spirit of Vengeance. You go, here we go. <laughs> and time to go to class. We were all skeptical. <laughs> we were all fucking skeptical, like sitting down, being like, Ghost, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Like, we, <laughs> we're just like dying laughing at how ridiculous the movie is for the next like ninety minutes. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene where this nine-year-old boy is riding in the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. And the boy goes, when we're like that, what happens when you have to pee? <laughs> and it cuts to a shot of from behind Ghost Rider with just this fucking flame, <laughs> just this piss flame just going back and forth. <laughs> and then it cuts back to Nicolas Cage and he's like, that, that's how it is. <laughs> And it probably was because in the first one, Nick Cage was like, what happens when Ghost Rider has to pee? And they were like, shut up, that's weird. And he was yeah, just exactly. like, I'm going to put it in my own <laughs> Ghost Rider movie. He's <laughs> like, things to put in the sequel. When I get to make the sequel, and you motherfuckers aren't directing, yeah. Ghost Rider's taking a leak. We'll find someone else yeah. and, I mean, to answer my question. Yeah, and, and I mean, anybody who's paid attention to like superhero cinema, they know the name Avi Arad. Mm-hmm. Right? 
So he produced all the Spider-Man movies and stuff. Like that. Produced all the Blade shit. Produced the first Ghost Rider movie. His son produced the second Ghost Rider movie. <laughs> so I don't know what that means in the hierarchy of where where this where this falls amongst sequels. Um, but if you also watch the director's commentary of Fear of Vengeance, you'll hear the director say, "We shot this scene, and then two days later, these two giant towers collapsed because this entire area was condemned." Oh, holy and, shit! And that's why we got to shoot here so cheaply. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Any any more sequels we want to shit talk? I don't know, man. I mean, it's a really broad topic. Um, I think we'll never get away from sequels. Right. No. Uh, it's just it's part of it now. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, I am sick, and this is kind of like the last thing we'll kind of like end on. I am sick of, like, the books being turned into sequels. Like, if it's a book series, the last one's always turned into two movies now because oh, they want to do right. that double cash grab. Right. Yeah, yeah, just stretching it out as much as possible. Like, don't be wrong. Like, it needed to be two movies. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, especially something like The Fucking Hobbit. Oh, my God. That is so frustrating because, like, as Ooh. good as The Lord of the Rings was, The Hobbit was bad. And The Hobbit needed to be two movies. I know it's only one book, but it should have been two movies because unlike in The Lord of the Rings, you've got like time where it's just like, and then they walk through the woods for like 45 days. Yeah. And you can you can kind of like, you know, he's just talking about like sleeping scenery, whatever, for 10 pages. And you're like, I can put this in a shot. You know, I don't yeah. need to, whatever. But in The Hobbit, something is happening on every page. There is something going on. They're trying to be killed all the time. And so it's just like super action. So two movies, sure. But not three. No. Three was unnecessary. They added characters that, from the Lord of the Rings, you know, Legolas isn't even in that fucking book. And they're like, just put him in there because everybody wants to see Orlando Bloom. Like, it was just so frustrating. Yeah, it's like, what's the, um, you know, and I know we're wrapping up, but it's like, the, one of the questions is like, what's, who is this movie for? Is it for people yeah. who have already given you money and are fans of this stuff and have bigged up this stuff? Yeah. For as long as they can, yeah. or are you trying to get everyone? Right. Which I think kind of happened with the Hobbit. Oh, no, for like, sure. Oh shit, we need to cast a super wide net. Yeah. It's why they were released in December. They wanted that, like, oh my, thirteen-year-old wants to go see it. We'll take the family. Yeah. Like, it's why they were put out then. Um, I just, yeah, I've I've never watched. A Hobbit movie. I don't yeah. ever plan I mean, to watch a Hobbit just, movie. Just read the book. It's so much better and so, it's and so cute you, and so much more interesting. Yeah. Even if you're a slow reader, I think they've said you can read the book faster than you can watch all three movies. Yeah. So. Oh, hell yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I read that book in middle school. Yeah. My mom <laughs> read it to us when we were kids. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I, it's, you know, super near and dear. But, the I, yeah, I think the biggest question that you have to ask yourself when you make anything, but especially something like that, is who is this for? Yeah. And that's why I think, like, game sequels specifically mm -hmm. like why are you catering to a different audience yes. than the one that made your like yes. the one that sold your fucking yes yeah thing. yeah it's uh it's all a weird um like i said math formula algorithm yeah. that i'll never understand yeah um you know so my advice would be if you're a fan of a thing and you like it 
get ready for a sequel. Yeah. Uh, but don't uh, don't hold your breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we'll get a Squid Game season two, I'm assuming. I think yes. they've already signed on through season three. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Which is always scary. We don't have a single frame of season two shot yet. Sign them for season three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although, I, get, I mean, you know, you can say that gives them time to, like... Flush out stories. Pl- at least plan something out. Yeah. May- hopefully. You hope right. that they're... But also, I think it it runs the risk of, like I was saying earlier, where you're like, well, we don't, we don't have a story. We'll just make something up, you know, and, right. and cram something in there that maybe wouldn't... Maybe it should have ended at season two, and that would have been the nice, like, wrap-up. Yeah. But they're just like, oh, keep this train going as long as we can. I think, like, the best, uh, I had a, my friend, Jim Mockery, who lives in Los Angeles for 15 years. Great guy. Um, he said, you know, he's, he's had to deal with his fair share of Hollywood people. He said, the one thing I've learned is nobody knows anything. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows anything. (laughs) Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll fucking see, I guess. We'll fucking see, I guess. All right. (laughs) Well, in uh, Chris's absence, I greatly appreciate you guys. Uh, you want you can yeah, pimp anything you. if you want to pimp. I know you hate this part, so we can skip you if you want. No, justin3000.com. Yeah, justin3000.com. Lexington Figure Fest, Olika Shriners Temple, Southland Drive, Lexington, Kentucky. Sunday, March 13th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Or if you want to get the early bird, uh, the 9 to 10 hour, it'll cost you 10 bucks to get in the door. After that, from 10 to 4, it's only 5 bucks at the door. Come hang out, buy some bullshit, make Kentucky known for something else aside from cocaine bear and horse cums. Uh huh. Nay. Meat Wedge. Yeah. Yeah. Go listen to my podcast. It's uh, Replay Rewind. You can find it on all the major platforms. Go check it out. It's great. I love it. Nice. You will too. Yay. Um, guys, as always, um, if you're going to join in, if you're going to, wow, I fucked up that word. Um, if you're going to join in the conversation, hashtag FWB podcast on all your social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and sure, TikTok, whatever. Um, <laughs> Tell Chris and also Chris what your favorite sequels are or your yeah, least favorite and your least sequels. Favorite, yeah. What do you hate about sequels? Did you enjoy this sequel sequel conversation? If you didn't, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but with love. Yeah, with love. Do you like having a podcast? Do you guys curse on your show? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're talking about 90s kids movies, but we are potty mouth. Oh, yeah. We're like, this is, This show is not for children. If you're a child and you're listening to this, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> we know who, when we ask, who is this for? Not for you. <laughs> what are you eight? Get out of here. Respect. 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 Yeah. And if you are going to be up at Figure Fest. Make sure to stop by our booth, say hey. Stop by and tell all the Six Bomb Boards guys hello. Uh, buy some awesome bullshit from them. They're all fantastic artists and great people. I can't say enough good things about them and not just because, well, actually, yeah, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they are just artists that are my now, like, who, who have become my close friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I get rich, Chris also gets rich. Okay? So I, I spread it around. We get so rich. Come help us get rich. <laughs> we get rich. <laughs> Guys, uh, until next time, thank you for being around. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Stay safe. Stay happy. And as always, thank you, especially you two, for being our friends.
with benefits. Gremlin 2 sucks. Gremlin 2 does suck. 